Welcome to Sports and Songs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14 with Dan and Andy, your co-hosts. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing good. We got no frozen pipes, the dryer works, the car is starting. Everything's good to go. Today's Saturday, February 27th. Tomorrow's the last day of February. Baseball spring training kicks off tomorrow. All the games start tomorrow, and then we've got, what, four weeks spring training? Yep. Four weeks. It's like a five teams playing round robin, basically. It looks like a lot of schedules. Oh, but, yes. Uh, which is fine. It, it, I kind of didn't like all those split squad games and everything else all the time. They still have a couple of those, but that'll be so few and far between now. The Twins are, have announced Devin Schmelzer is going to start the first game, uh, Sunday's game. Schmelzer. The only thing I'm going to real quick is, I know this last year in the playoffs. At work during the day, I wanted to listen to the game. You can't pick up on the WCCO app. They won't play sporting events on the app for your phone. But if you download radio.com and listen to WCCO, you can get the game. So whatever your favorite team is, hope that station that broadcasts or games on radio.com and try that. So hopefully that works for you. If not, uh, spend the money, get the MLB app. I get the free version of MLB app on my TV. You get one free game a day. It sometimes might be an afternoon game. Sometimes here in Minnesota, it might be the 1030 start since Arizona against San Diego. But you get one free game a day, which is kind of cool. Because if all you rely on is ESPN, you get either the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Yankees against the Red Sox. So <laughs> gives you another option. That's about it. Yeah, they do focus on those guys. I've done that MLB app before, and you do get that. You check each day there's a random game on. And yeah, random game. You get stats. It's, it's kind of like reading the newspaper. It's automatically – Automatically refreshes uh, the, the if you keep it on the stats, it'll automatically uh, refresh, or just the game will just be on in the background. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's kind of like having your computer to you watch the game online there. Yep. But before we get started, sir, do you have a trivia question for us today? We've got a uh, with baseball season here around the corner. I've got a baseball trivia question that relates to the Twins, Byron Buxton in particular. He never went to college, drafted right out of high school and joined the Twins organization as the number one pick, draft pick. Um, the question for today is, in his last senior varsity baseball game as a high school athlete, what position was he playing on his, the last game that he ever played as a high school athlete? What's the position in baseball that Byron Buxton was playing? Hmm. Get back to that one. Well, we'll come back to that before we hit the musical segment, but uh, what have you got for some high school sports? Well, um, whoops. Sign here. Da, da, da. Sir, can you, can you mark me down for screen sharing, please, sir? All right, I just did it. Now I'll try it. Here. Pardon us for our on-air production meeting there. The work we were trying it earlier, we just got to do it now. All right. There Here we go. we go. All right. Now we're set. Basketball. These are all from Minnesota Prep Hub, uh, the Star Tribune site. For basketball, 4A, we got Champlin Park, Wyzetta, and Eastview as your top three. You see Hopkins sitting there at seven. 
Scroll down, 3A, Minnehaha Academy, Totino Grace, and Columbia Heights. And then the rest of your top 10, as you see there, these are all based as of the 24th of February. 2A, Wasika, Minneapolis North, and Caledonia. There, there's Annandale down at 9. Um, then here we go, 1A, Manoma and Ashby, Lockpar Valley, are your top three. Uh, Legacy Christian eight, Renville County West nine. Minnesota River Conference, you see the standings there for boys basketball. Mayor Lutheran's leading that conference there. Uh, there's Nord Young America down there, uh, four and seven record. Um, these are the kind of teams in our area, so Mayor nine and one, Southwest Christian eight and one. So that's Minnesota River Valley Conference right there. Wright County has an East and a West Conference. East Mound West Tonka at 10 and 0. Leading that, Waconee, they're 6 and 4. Jordan, 5 and 5. Delano, 5 and 5. Holy Family at 3 and 7. Uh, and New Prague coming in 1 and 10. Uh, Wright County West, Annandale leading 8 and 0. You see our friends are at Watertown, Mayor, 5 and 5. Howard Lake, Waverly Winstead also right there. Scrolling on down, girls basketball, Minnesota High School, 4A, Hopkins, Farmington, Chaska, kind of a standard there lately. Minnetonka moving up to number eight. 3A, we have Becker, Hill Murray, and Academy of Holy Angels switch spots this week. Uh, Waconia coming in at six. Girls basketball, 2A. New London Spicer, Albany, Providence Academy, still your top three. Really, top eight didn't really move. Pine City, welcome to the group there at number 10. 1A, Miniota, Henning, Sleepy Eye, St. Mary. Again, the top seven didn't really change. Eight, nine, and 10 kind of shuffled around there a little bit. Mayor Lutheran coming in at six. Faustin at five. <clears throat> Minnesota River Valley for the girls. That's not a reprint from the boys. It's just the teams happen to be in the same order, same record. I checked it twice. Mayor Lutheran, Bell Plain, Southwest Christian right there, top three. Wright County East and West. Waconia girls, 10-0, 12-0 overall. Uh, Jordan girls are up there, the female hubman. What, what are the girls called? I know the men are the hubman. I can't remember what the girls are called. Uh, Hutchinson, Holy Family, Delano. Wright County West, there's Watertown Mayor at 7-3. That's a tough, tough group that West. You got New London Spice for 10-0, 8-2 for Glencoe, Watertown 7-3. Oh, the playoffs will be fun if we have them. Yeah, the Jordan team's the Jaguars. Jaguars, I knew it was. Okay, thank you. Boys Hockey, 2A. Maple Grove, Eden Prairie, Lakeville South. The nil drops to 4 Prior Lake holding on to number nine in boys hockey at 2A. 1A, Hermantown, Gentry, Monterey. So there you go. Uh, Duluth Denfield, welcome to the group at number seven. The Lake Conference, uh, Ian Prairie, seven and one. Wyzetta, five and two. Tonka, four and two. Oh, darn. He, he died his four and four. That's too bad. Breaks my heart. That's a conference play overall. Tonka, eight, three and one. Sitting good there. That should be fun. Wright County Hockey. Uh, there's Orono, top seven and one. Holy Family, Delano, Mound West Tonka. For us in Watertown, Mound West Tonka is our, our team because the couple players we have, 
bust out the Mount Wilson for that team. So there's Waconia one and nine at the bottom there. Girls hockey, two A Andover Edina Hill Murray, Minnetonka coming up or dropping to five from four. A little switching around there. Basically the same top ten. One A. Chisago Lakes, War Road, and Proctor Hermantown. Mound West Tonka, four for girls. Late Conference, Edina, one. Tonka, two. Ian Prairie, three. Was that a four? You could almost say that every year in that conference. There's those four teams up there. Wright County, Mound West Tonka, six and oh. Orono, five and one, one. So there's the girls' standings. Now we move on. NCAA Men's Basketball Associated Press Top 5 as of the 21st. Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. Baylor had a scare this week. They hadn't played for like three weeks because of COVID. They played Iowa State, who'd won like two games all year. Iowa State was ahead to like the last few minutes of the fourth when Baylor finally pulled away. Baylor's got a tough game this weekend. If they're to drop one, it would be now, I'd think, just because – they're starting to play again after three weeks. They make it through this. You could almost pencil Gonzaga and Baylor in the finals, in my opinion. Yes, Michigan's a good team. Yes, Ohio State's a good team, but it's going to be a fun tournament there. Here's Big Ten standings basketball. Michigan 1, Illinois 2, Ohio State, Iowa, etc., etc. There's our, our Gophers, 13-11 and 11 overall, 6-11 and 11 in the Big Ten. And NSIC, Northern State, leads at 13-1. There you see Bemidji State down there, 7-9 uh, overall. And in the South, which is the other part of that bracket, there's some other colleges that are in the BSU conference. So there's Augustana and Sioux Falls. Women's basketball. There's our friends UConn at number one on the Associated Press poll. NC State, AM, Sanford, and South Carolina. Big Ten girls. There's the top seven Maryland, Indiana, Michigan. Iowa coming in there, number seven. Bottom half of the bracket, Gophers, 8 11 overall. Uh, conference bracket for Northern Collegiate Sun. There's uh, Bemidji State, three right there in the Northern bracket or conference. We'll get to them later in their tournaments going on. United States Collegiate Hockey Association Men's Hockey. Division One poll. Boston College, North Dakota, Minnesota State. Minnesota, Wisconsin, your top five. Big Ten standings. Men. Gophers, Cheeseheads, Notre Dame. Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and Sparty coming in last. Not all teams. That, that is everybody, folks. I didn't cut some out. Notre Dame's in the Big Ten for hockey, and we still only have seven teams. Not everybody has a team. And here's WCHA standings. Uh, they see Bissell State, Bowling Green, Lake Superior State. Muji State coming in number six. Women's hockey. Wisconsin, Northeastern, Ohio State, Gophs, and Colgate, they're your top five. And WCHA, there is no Big Ten for women's hockey. They just kind of merge with WCHA, and they still get seven teams. Uh, 
So you see, uh, we got Scani, Minnesota Duluth, Ohio State, the Ohio State, Minnesota, Minnesota State, Saint Cloud, and the Beavs coming in there at uh, running out the bottom there at two fifteen and two. Upcoming games coming up: NDSU football, spring football. Remember, they didn't play this fall because of COVID. They start playing now. Um, they won last Sunday, twenty-five to seven against Youngstown State. They are, they played today. I have not seen the final yet um, against, at Southern Illinois. I'm not real worried about it. Um, there is their schedule going all the way through April. Go for sports, men's basketball, thirteen and eleven. Uh, game tonight at Nebraska. Then at. Penn State and home against well, Rutgers. I have, a, I have a question, Andy. On yes. the NDSU, I'm yep. going to be following those. Uh, that game may not even be done yet today. Right, I yeah. So I haven't seen an update. I, I don't know if they're leading at a certain time. I they, uh, I could look it up here uh, as we go, but uh, what do they do at the end of the season? Is there a postseason tournament? There's no. Play- I haven't heard how their playoffs are going to go yet. They were kind of wanting to see how many teams fell through or follow through with this. Right. Again, wise, how many teams are going to be able to finish this? Right. Oh, yes. You know, so they may say what they're doing now, but I'm not putting it in ink right yet just to see what happens. It's kind of a fluid thing. Uh, go for women's basketball, 8-11. Their final two games there, you see Michigan and Illinois. Men's hockey this weekend at Penn State was postponed. Uh, a COVID outbreak at Penn State. Not the Gophers, and we're, we're in good shape there. So then you see that Michigan – Next weekend, then we got the tournament at Notre Dame for uh, hockey there. And we'll see how that goes. Women's hockey, again, they are in the WCHA playoffs at Ritter next weekend. So home ice advantage, hopefully that helps out. Beaver Sports, men's basketball, there's a bracket right there. They're 7-9. They are playing. They've got Minnesota Duluth. They did win the other day. Uh, we'll have on our Facebook page all the updates on these scores later tonight. Um, women's basketball, I did see that update there today, though. Minnesota Duluth, they did lose that game, 76-67. So they will not make the finals, but they did have a good season. The women's basketball team, hats off to them. Men's hockey for the Beavs, 9-7. There's the remainder of their schedule. We got uh, Minnesota State. Uh, that was that home-and-home home series. They played Thursday, then tonight. Then they got Lake Superior State, and then Alabama-Huntsville. All these games are up at the Sanford Center, up on Bemidji, up on the lake, by the lake there. Up there, then there. Uh, the gals will finish off today against St. Cloud State, then that's the end of the regular season. For the gals there. And that, my friend, is what I got for high school college sports. Before I get into pros, did you have any uh, baseball stuff, sir? The only baseball I've got is uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, top, they have got two. They, they came out with the top uh, 100 prospects in all of baseball. Major League Baseball lists their top prospects in the minor league farm systems of all 30 teams. Twins have two prospects, Royce Lewis, ranked number 17, and Alex Kirilloff, number 26. So we've got two in the top 26 in all of baseball. Here's the downside. Royce Lewis this week just had surgery yesterday for an ACL. I heard that, yeah. And so it had been bothering him. He was he was projected to play AAA baseball this year and then at the end of the year possibly come up and join the big leagues. Now all that's out because of this ACL, which is going to take 
a year to heal. So he's pretty much done for the season and then we'll come in uh, uh, next year. That really hurts the Twins on their number 17 prospect. Now, the question is this. He didn't know when he hurt it. And yeah. so he had it, this, this uh, tear, I guess, that he didn't know about, but it was giving him some discomfort. Well, he slipped on the ice in Texas during the storms. He went in and got it looked at, and MRI showed that there was a tear there that he had previously, and he just you know, aggravated it. So they never right. even know he knew he had it. So they're going to do it right away, get it done, which was yesterday. The surgery was done in the Twin Cities. And so he'll be out the whole year. Now, this coming Wednesday, I'm going to do a midweek show on minor league baseball um, this year. I'm going to do a, a short segment on AAA baseball. I was going to feature Royce Lewis in there a little bit. But now he's done for the year. So those of us going uh, to uh, CHS Field to watch the St. Paul Saints play, hoping to see some little Royce Lewis action this year, is not going to happen. And so our option is to see uh, Alex Kirillov, which may start in AAA baseball down there as a left fielder for the Saints. Now, if he does break camp with the Twins, he'll be up there and there'll be you know, no, no real big names uh, for the Saints in AAA to watch. There's always a, a good handful of prospects, but not that top, top echelon. And um, that's it. So baseball starts tomorrow. The games on Sundays for spring training. We'll have more. And, and like I said, I'll try to do a midweek show, uh, a little highlight on AAA baseball this year. And the only other thing I've got, I'll bring it up here now. Um, let's see. Is this? I don't know if we've all seen this or not, but uh, there's some. Oh some yeah, I saw you post that today. Yeah. There's been some uh, interest on in former Twins. Where are they now? C.J. Crone is now with the Rockies. Eduardo Escobar has found a new home there with the Diamondbacks the last couple of years. Kyle Gibson's on the depth chart with the Rangers as their ace pitcher. Is that correct? I have not. Could be right. They don't have much there. I mean. They've, he's listed their, their number one starter, Kyle Gibson. Wow. Lance Lynn is. We'll be seeing now a, a little more Lance Lynn and Liam Hendricks this year. Uh, they'll they're both in um, AL yeah. Central teams against the Twins. When was Liam with the Twins? I don't remember that. Uh, we brought him up. Uh, we drafted him and from Australia. Came up through the farm system and played. I think maybe a year with the Twins, maybe. Uh, and, and he went to Australia and was with the A's last year. And then he's with the A's and done really good. But uh, he was with the Twins back when he was a starter. He came up to the minor league system. That's right. He wasn't that good, wasn't that effective. Uh, twins dumped him, and uh, he, now he became this huge superstar, much like uh, Ryan Presley, you know, one of the best closers in all of baseball now. With the, the Twins got rid of him. He's now with the Astros. Rich Hill spent a year with the Twins uh, last year. He's a longtime Dodger. He's now with the Rays. And, and another one, a left-handed pitcher gets a mileage out of him. I think he's going to turn 40 this year, perhaps. But uh, he's a good middle, middle of the rotation type of a guy. But that's all I've got for uh, former Twins. All right. I will get into what I got for the balance of my sports stuff here and some other things. Uh, NASCAR, uh, we dug the road course, got the Dixie Vodka 400 this weekend. Here's yes. your top six. Don't let us advertise tobacco in NASCAR anymore, but we're going to have the Vodka 400. 
little moonshine running just like the old Duke boys used to do. Nice. There's your starting top six right there. There's that Punk Logano at two. Hope he crashes. So there's those guys. Uh, fun to watch. Again, I, I'm a big NASCAR guy. Fun to watch. The 2021 Minnesota Vixen schedule is out. Uh, women's tackle football. I've been to a couple of those games in the past. It's fun to watch. It's something different. Um, yeah, until May. You can follow them on their uh, Facebook page at Minnesota Vixen's page or Twitter and Instagram at MN underscore Vixen or MNVixen.com is their website. Um, fun games to go. There's a couple uh, the Iowa Phoenix, the Midwest Mountain Lions, Sioux Falls Snow Paint Leopards. So there's you know, the Dallas Elite Mustangs. So you know, they had six games. It's something different to do. Uh, like I said, I've been to a couple of games. Fun to watch. It's kind of going to a, I don't want to say compared to the old Saints games or like a minor league baseball game, but it kind of is. It's their professional level, so it's not just a bunch of hacks playing football, but they're good athletes. They're fun to watch. March Madness. NCAA has announced they have a contingency plan. I was reading this on CBSSports.com that, okay, say the tournament starts. We're all set. We're going. And a team comes down with, with, with the virus. What do we do? They're going to have another team they could sub in for them. I think that's ridiculous. They want to have a team that they don't want you to forfeit. Well, you know what? If you were actually the number 69 or 70 team to make it, because 68 made the tournament. So if you're one of the – or as, if you watch the bracket shows every day, the first four out, and this is what I'm afraid of because I'm kind of a conspiracy guy in this a little bit. So Duke – let's say Duke doesn't make the tournament. Thanks be to God. <laughs> now someone gets the virus and Duke gets to sneak in there at the seventh seed. You know, is that fair? Or should other teams just get forfeit win for that one game? I say they get the forfeit. If you can't make it, I don't care if you're, your bus broke down or you all got the virus. You don't make it, you don't make it. I'm sorry. Um, that's on these schools in the NCAA. If you're having everybody in the same towns quarantining for this, it shouldn't be an issue. So we'll see what happens. Let's hope they don't have to go to that. Because see this other team. Do you get paid NCAA money for sitting around all the time instead of playing in the NIT? Is there going to be no NIT this year so it doesn't matter? We'll see. We shall see. Um, this joker right here, John Getter. Combination news and soapbox for me right here. This clown was a 2012 Olympic uh, gymnastics coach. He was charged with 24 crimes uh, with the girls' gymnastics team. Uh, if you recall a couple years ago, the trainer got accused of all these things with the girls. This was the coach. Um, this sleazeball got arrested. They convicted him of 24 crimes. Funny, three hours later, so he committed suicide. You coward. I feel bad for these girls who didn't get a chance to see him go through the courts and get justice so they can get a little closure. Oh, sure, they probably got some closure with him committing suicide. But I don't know if that'd be good enough for me. I'd want to see him have to be embarrassed, humiliated through the courts. Well, the girls can all get up and say their peace, if you will, against him. Give them, give them an earful, like you've seen in those car cases. And then have someone shank him in jail three days later. That would have been closure for him. This is a form of closure, but I feel bad for these girls because they can see justice done to him. By him doing this, you basically admitted you're guilty. 
But, yes, it's over. The girls can move on. I just feel bad they didn't get their closure. I just feel bad this took eight years, nine years to come to. Um, the trainer's already in jail serving his time. This guy got away with it for so long afterwards. I, I, I just hope the program can move on. You haven't heard a big bump in women's gymnastics sense of people not wanting to go and everything else. There's so many other horrible issues going on with women's sports right now. You got clowns like this guy, like the trainer doing what they're doing. You got 40-year-old men playing college Division II girls basketball because they identify as a woman now. You got high school boys that are finishing fifth or sixth in track but don't like that, so they say they're girls that can win by seven, eight yards. Being a girl in sports right now in high school and college, it's got to be tough. All the things going on for them. So if you got a daughter in that or you're a girl in that, stay in there and keep fighting the fight because I'm sorry you're going through a tough time right now because it's ugly to be a woman in high school or college sports right now with everything going on. I just hope they make it through. Paul Wright, also known as the big show in WWE, um, and the Giant when he was in WCW. Oops, sorry, I guess Peter back up there. He is now signed with AEW All Elite Wrestling. Um, he is going to do some on, on TV work, as, as they say in the South, as a wrestler. Um, Paul's a nice guy. He's tried a couple bits of TV shows, and that's kind of hard to be a, a funny guy when you're seven foot. Um, kind of funny how it works out. He's signed with AEW right now. When coming up next week, AEW's big pay-per-view is that Cody Rhodes going up against Shaquille O'Neal. About 10 years ago or so, Paul White, Big Show, was supposed to wrestle Shaquille at WrestleMania. And something came through and it happened, so I know he worked out with Shaquille. Kind of funny he's coming in now, and we don't know how Cody's shoulder is, if he'll be able to wrestle, what the deal is with that. But with Paul being there right now, he's going to help a lot of these big guys, uh, Luchasaurus, um, Lance Archer, on how to be a big guy, but lose to a little guy, but still keep your respect as a big guy. That's what, that's what Paul was able to do so much in WWE. He'd crush people all the time, but you know what? He'd let the little guy get the chops in, and yeah, he'd take the loss to the smaller guy every now and then, but he didn't lose any credibility as a big man. And I think that's what he's going to be able to help a lot of these young guys who are big guys do. Here's how you can save face. Here's how you can be a good big man. But still, give the guy their props too. So exciting to see what he's going to do there. Um, the next, I got some music stuff. Uh, before I get into that, you have a trivia answer for us, sir. <clears throat> yes, the trivia answer for this week. So here's the question. Byron Buxton, drafted out of high school. Twins signed him, number one draft pick as a center fielder, a very good center fielder. But the question was, what position did he play in the final game of his high, his prep career in high school? Well, okay, I'm going to go tall, lanky guys. I'm not going to put him with second or short. Tall, lanky I'd kid. First base? First or third? He's actually on the pitching mound, towing the rubber. And, and the reason it's his last game, he was a center fielder for this team in Georgia and their starting pitcher. And so he played center field whenever he wasn't pitching. But on the mound, he went 10-0 and 0 his senior year. They went to state, won the state. The state championship game, which was Byron Buxton's final game in, in a prep career, was a championship game. They threw him on the mound. He got the win and struck out 18 batters. 
Very, very good pitcher, Byron Buxton, through 97. He topped, he reached 97 miles an hour on the gun his senior year as a pitcher in Georgia. Uh, very good outfielder, but boy, he could, he could uh, steal the bases, bunt, strike people out, and he was throwing some heat. Yeah, I've heard high school pitchers becoming like shortstops or third basemen, but never outfielder. Or not saying they haven't, but and usually you hear the high school pitcher goes to the he, he, corner. He said it wasn't his forte, but he was a very good pitcher. He was getting looked at. He was also received scholarships in football to go to college. Oh wow! All scholarships. Uh, he was the punter on their on their team, and he played offense uh, at quarterback. And on defense, he was a D back. That I think he had six interceptions his senior year uh, in the football league. He was getting, he was an all around athlete at, in, in high school. And that's how good he was. He was just running people, running people over. Very good, very good athlete. But he actually was the winning pitcher and the state for Georgia, state class 2A title team. They won six to four in uh, Georgia, but he actually was their pitcher. Uh, had 18 strikeouts in a single game. And wow. that's a seven-inning ball game, right? For high school, I believe. That, I think so. 20, there's tw there's only 21 outs, so he had 18 of them himself. Uh, so very wow. dominant guy. But that was the trivia question. I don't know how many people would have even known that or not. But uh, little Byron Buxton uh, trivia. He was almost a New York Met. A couple years ago, was, the trade. The Mets wanted Syndergaard for Buxton straight up. What was the offer on the table? It was. And right out of high school, the Astros were projected to pick him up. And the Twins got him in the second overall pick, I believe. All right. Yeah, he was a beast. That, that guy was the, uh, one of the, top, the top prep athlete in the entire high school. Um, so he was good. All right. I just got a few music notes here. Our friends at Medina. Some upcoming shows. Uh, Coco Montoya and Ronnie Brooks uh, coming up on March 19th. April 9th, Arena with Heartless. Uh, take a scratch out. And then in Trilogy, the ultimate tribute tour to the Doors, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd will also be coming up there at the Medina. One other thing I got to bring up, I saw, came up this week. Now, I saw some albums. Um, Richard Pryor, the comedian Richard Pryor, they're re-releasing some of his albums. Some of these older bands are re-releasing albums. This was not a re-released. This was newly recorded stuff. Alice Cooper. New album out. Detroit Stories. Just when you think life couldn't get any better. I didn't know that. New Alice Cooper music. Alice took a few days off the golf course. Recorded an album for us all to enjoy. Maybe the Easter Bunny might bring it to you this year, Dan. Well, I know that on the commercials, on the TV commercials, uh, Wayne's World are, are back in doing some TV spots for commercials. Yep. And, and he's wearing the, Garth's wearing the Alice Cooper t-shirt underneath. Mm -hmm. If you look close Not the old Motley Crue shirt? No, he's not the Motley Crue. It's an Alice Cooper t-shirt. I had that same t-shirt from Motley Crue in high school. Nice. Only so, I've washed mine every now and then on like Garth. Garth. So, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the ad that made its appearance during the Super Bowl, but... Wayne Wayne's World ads. So that's Alice Cooper. Interesting. Alice has a new one out. Be good boys and girls. Easter Bunny might bring you one. <laughs> Speaking of albums, sir, what have you got for us this week? I've got 
album of the week here. I'm going to bring it up. Gotta find it here. Here we go. Let's see. How does that work? There, that's Dan album review. Brand new for our graphics department. The album yes. review this week is Wasp, the album called Dominator. Dominator was the 13th studio album by the American heavy metal band Wasp. It was released in 2007. The U.S. release was originally planned, but the label, label deal fell through. Um, Dominator is based on the, the current American foreign policies. And this is very interesting. This, this album is 43 minutes long and 23 seconds. Uh, produced on Demolition Records. It's heavy metal. Very good album. Uh, a very good lead guitar, drums, and vocals on this album. But it's interestingly enough, it talks about American foreign policies. And that's why it's called Dominator. It's uh, Blackie Lawless really goes after uh, the military industrial complex here and, and goes right after them. And I think that's got something to do with the fact that the U.S. at the last minute didn't release this to the public. It's almost a form of censorship here with an album like this. Uh, this isn't the old Blackie Lawless of, of old, but this is the new, the, the, the Christian um, kind of uh, cleaned up version trying to educate us all. You got to read these lyrics very good. It's politically correct. We call it's it. very, very interesting. He digs into some, uh, some long, long, uh, ugly truths in uh, uh, American military. Uh, First song is called Mercy. It's talking about, I'm going to make you uh, cry for mercy. It's about torture in some of these uh, detainee detention camps. I'm thinking about the time that this may have come out around the Abu Ghraib stories that came out with the whistleblower yeah. saying what was going on there to the detainees there in prison. But this first song is called Mercy, kind of touches on that. Second song is called Long Way to Go. Long, long way to go. It talks about President Bush's lies and Halliburton, kind of with a Dick Cheney connection in there with, with big oil, military industrial complex. And he goes on to say that the public is too blind to see all this. And in order to get all this fixed, we've got a long, long way to go. And so that's a very good song as well. Song three is called Take Me Up. This is an interesting song with the lyrics. I think it also relates to uh, uh, torture uh, and rape of female detainees in uh, detention centers uh, in the Middle East. Burning Man, song number four is called The Burning Man. Talks about the seal of domination, the United States seal, our, uh, our stamp of our seal of domination. And this, uh, this talks about going into other countries. And uh, if, we, if we don't like your democratically elected president, we'll go in there and install a puppet person in our own regime, whether you like it or not. Interesting set. All these songs, once again, about Dominator, all these Dominator, and not in a good way, but how you can really put your foot down uh, across uh, some of these small third world countries. Song five is called Heaven's Hung in Black. Blackie Lawless said he got the title for this from a Abe Lincoln stated this phrase after the Battle of Gettysburg when the casualty reports started coming in of all the deaths in Gettysburg. He said, heaven's hung in black today. And so Blackie Lawless used this. Uh, this is really the lyrics here talk about create, Blackie Lawless creates the lyrics of a soldier in Iraq dying 
a U.S. soldier about to reach the gates of heaven, only to find St. Peter there stating to him, sorry, but because of all the wars and fighting, there's no more room in heaven. All the rooms are taken. You can't get your wings. Essentially, he's talking about a no-vacancy light flashing in heaven. And the feeling that goes along with that after, after fighting and, and doing all this for your country, only, only to find out later that heaven's full, no more entrances to get in. Song 6 is called Heaven's Blessed. Kind of talks about how no, how, no matter how bad you've got it, what you'll get receive in return is always more than you can ever imagine. This is about giving, uh, donating, and providing charity and things like this, uh, all these good things. Good things you never would have thought Blackie Lawless ever would be singing about in his lifetime. Right. He's talking about doing good works and good deeds. Song seven, it's called Teacher. Teacher. This uh, lyrics talk about how effective brainwashing is in the American schools and church. Even the, the phrase teacher preacher is used. Uh, the, the, the phrase indoctrination and get on your knees, and then you'll believe what I have to say. Uh, all those lyrics around that, uh, that thread, that kind of common thread of um, education system in the US. And then song eight, the song called Deal With The Devil. This is talking about the music industry, kind of talks about up and coming musical stars doing anything they, they can get, anything they want, as long as they sign with a big record label. Meaning, you'll hit it big if you sign with the big record labels. Signing with a huge label only to find out later, you sold your soul to the devil. Blackie Lawless never did this. That's why he's still around today. But you're never hearing of his albums. This is a 13th album. It's not a big name. And in fact, this US, uh, no one distributed this album in the US. Blackie refused to sell, sell his soul to the devil to be Become a huge mega star. And he's obviously not too famous because of it today, but it talks about what you got to do in the music industry. And those who make it big, usually you find out later you've been sold down the river. Um, but this is this 13th album from Wasp. And oh, not yeah. a lot of these, that, of these main, these superstar bands that sell three or four albums and then uh, die off or Get, get wild and crazy with drugs, alcohol, sex, women. Wasp, Blackie Lawless, 13 albums been around, 13th studio. One quote on this review says, Wasp is still one of the best kept secrets in heavy metal. It, it's, uh, a, go, ahead. go ahead. I was telling you, I heard an interview with Chris Holmes, uh, guitarist from Wasp, back when they were more popular, more mainstream, if you will. He's in Europe right now. He just had a new album come out. And if you really look at a lot of these guys, the heavy metal music we in the 80s is still very, very popular in Europe. So a lot of these guys have gone there to make a career, or Japan even. I know Extreme is still real big in Japan. Nino's real bit big out there. But in Europe, technology-wise, they're ahead of us by 15, 20 years, but they're 40 years behind us in music. <laughs> they like our old 80s rock and roll still. Yeah, so very, that's what very popular heavy metal metalheads uh, in you know Finland and Denmark and Sweden they love their Germany love their rock and roll and their heavy metal but not Here's your motley crew heavy not your motley crew heavy metal not your winger heavy metal your iron maiden your judas priest your score your more hardcore heavy metal 
very different. That's what they, uh, they eat that right up. Some of those large musical festivals, outdoor music concert fest, festivals, un, unbelievable if you ever see some footage of some of those things. Wasp is made up on this, on this album, Blackie Lawless is the vocals, rhythm guitar, keyboards, and producer. Uh, Blackie Lawless, perfectionist now, once again, he's got to get his hands in everything and, and produces the whole album. Some people like him, some people don't for that. Doug Blair played lead guitar on this. There's some good solos on this, on this album and very good guitar work. But the song Deal With The Devil, lead guitar was Daryl Roberts. Daryl Roberts. Bass on the album was Mike Duda. Drums, Mike Dubke. Mike Dubke. And that is the overall review. This came out in 2007. And I think right after a lot of this, uh, hit, the, hit the news and a lot of these whistleblowers came forward from the U.S. military kind of made the news and, and this the album cover is a skull and a U.S. flag burning in the background uh, once again so Blackie Lawless really pushing his, his education to, uh, to inform the general public about some very unsavory things uh, that doesn't really seem to make it light of day but that's why the album's called Dominate, Dominator very good album yeah, I know uh, a lot of the albums right after they all, like the fourth, fifth album after they all kind of broke up, that's when he kind of started doing it all himself anyway. He'd record the album doing all the instruments himself. And then have the people come for solos. But Blackie's always kind of been a, an egomaniac in a way. Um, not saying he's not talented. Just saying he's an egomaniac. You can be both. John Lennon. Um I mean, that kind of sarcastically was true. John Lennon had a big ego, but he was talented and he knew it. Oh, yes. Blackie Lawless has talent, thinks he has more than he has. That I would agree with, yes. You know, not say Blackie's very good. I, I had a couple of Wasp albums back in the day. You know, Animal and all those other ones. I had those. But you're just a good artist, Blackie. You're just relaxed. Good stuff. Very heavy, 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 uh, heavy tunes there. So I, that's what I had in my Sony Walkman this this week, Andy. Nice, nice. But that's all I've got. Anything else for sports? I uh, know this next couple of weeks, lots of uh, conference tournaments, high school and college, and spring training baseball. But I'll be looking forward to in college women's basketball. Uh, UConn in the Big East tournament starts next week, and that'll be fun to watch. Uh, eight teams make. Uh, make the field instead of everyone making the tournament the top eight you're automatically yeah. in the Florida finals and um, once again UConn will be the heavy favorite there that'll be good to watch but uh, it should be interesting to see how that shakes out I mean, they were in the ACC and just just flipped over to the Big East and so yeah back they, they to wanted the them to be in there they, they got them back and now they're just running railroading everybody hey you wanted us back sorry you yep back. <laughs> All right. That's it. So uh, leave your comments below. Also your recommendations and suggestions for future shows and topics. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. See ya.